G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League Podcast. We're the AFL Fantasy Podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars. We only talk about the lesser knowns and the players who will bring value to your draft and Keeper League teams. My name's Hef and I am joined by my original co-host back in the studio, now very special guest. G'day Kays, how you going? The OG is back Hef. How you going mate? People wanted it. By popular demand of <laughs> total of zero Just people. Inboxes flooded every day. Bring back Hayes. I, I can only assume. <laughs> I can only assume. Well, welcome back. Uh, how's Thank the uh, Keeper League team traveling since we last talked to you? Look, we've obviously had our four weeks off the, what was it, the buys. Yeah, whose who's decision was that, Kamish? Uh... The AFL's decision for having four <laughs> bye weeks. Well, that's true. They are uh, horrible. So hopefully it's back to two or maybe one or something like that next week. Next a lot, year of, lot of talk about it. A lot of people complain about it. And so many teams losing coming off the bye mm-hmm. as well, which probably isn't a great look, especially when they're good teams. But yeah, two of the, the actual bye teams won this week. So maybe they were just sweeping under the rug with those results. Who knows? Four weeks is too long. Right? Oh, three, three is probably the, the max, I reckon. But I reckon you can get it in two. Yeah, like the, everyone just needs a week off. Like it's all I would love a week need. off. I think that would be so good. Yeah, players. Oh, yeah, maybe even get a week. No, off. No, but I mean, like if you just had a full like standstill, I, I don't wouldn't. think it would lose anything. I wouldn't like that too much. I'm, my weekend revolves around the footy, but like I reckon just two weeks. Half the teams get a week off, and half the week maybe week after. I don't know. And the teams that come off the bike play each other. That could work. I don't know. Anyway, but uh, I lost. I lost uh, my first game back. Um, had some really really bad scores. Um, Luke Jackson. I'm looking at you. Notice in your team you don't really have a good captain option. You got away with McRae. This yeah, McRae ended up with 109. Should have yeah. backed in my boy Ben Keys, but yeah. I think no matter what I did, I, I was going to lose this week. Although I did have Bailey Williams with 121 and uh, Jamie Cripps on the bench with 100 as well. But Bailey Williams, it's is, hard to, Bailey Williams is too good for the podcast these days, mate. Oh, he's better than Max Gorn. <laughs> he, so is, he really is. I need Maxi to pick up four status <laughs> so I can get Bailey Williams in the gut. In oh, the, yeah, in, I get in yeah. the pivot. Well, we'll talk about rucks. There's a few questions about a particular ruckman a bit later. So but we play each other this week. We do, and I may not have a full team depending on beauty. depending on injuries. Um, I should have one, but because I think everyone that got injured is just like a knock or a corky, or mm-hmm. should be right. I think Zebul, Maynard, Impy, Impy was illness, so they reckon he'll be back next week. Mm. Um, yeah, so like there was three defenders that either got injured or were late withdrawals. Mm. Um, but yeah, apparently they're going to be okay. So it should be right, but it should be a good matchup. Yeah. I think our league is really humming this year. It it's, is it's tight. super tight. So, yeah. uh, leaders on 36 points, and then we've got 32, 32. You're on 28. Yeah. Uh, I'm on 28 as well, so we are, we are tired. And 28 I think, with like, the second most points scored in the league and not far off the uh, yeah, top. Yeah, my defense is really keeping me in this season. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's doing the opposite. It's leaking too many points. But I say that a couple of my younger boys are really starting to pick up, like uh, Finn Callahan, slow start. Uh, Tanner Bruin, slow start. Just yeah. really staying. Obviously, Ben Keys is, is recaptured He's that. He's back. Yeah. Magnificent form. So. Yeah. Fantastic well, to see. Well, enough about fantasy. I saw about real football. Mm-hmm. The uh, poor versus Bombers game on the weekend, Kays. Your your team versus my team. Uh, did you watch heartbreaking. it? Heartbreaking. I did. I was watching it. Uh, I was away on the weekend for work. I was watching it at the pub and um, yeah, it was not nice. I did enjoy the uh, after in the group chat, you posted a screenshot of Houston kicking and saying he's come off his line. I was trying to take anything. <laughs> Which doesn't exist anymore. I was trying anymore. to take anything. I just needed something to make me feel better. Don't worry. You were not the only one. I saw so many of those on Twitter and just had a good laugh at all those. So so he hit it and he hit it flush and straight and I was like, ah, oh. but then like, you know, when the pack started to form in the goal yeah, square, yeah, I was yeah. like, is this going to be like another Sydney, like Ollie yeah. Florent when, you know, was was the same thing about to start and end your yeah. 11 game winning streak? The celebration for me is what gave it away. I think they were they pretty confident. Yeah, yeah, pretty confident that they got it. So yeah, my, um, my missus actually, I was just talking to the TV. I was like, oh my God, he's got it. 
Oh, and she's filmed the whole thing and put it on Instagram. So <laughs> I haven't anyway. seen that. I'm going to find that. <laughs> I think it's probably gone by now, but uh, yeah, a bit embarrassing. I'll message her and see if I can get it. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get stuck into the show. But uh, yeah, before we do that, uh, I'd just like to mention that this show is brought to you by Game Day Squad. Create, coach, and compete in fantasy football. If you listen to the podcast each week, you know what Game Day Squad is by now. You uh, get digital packs and you open those digital packs to get digital cards and you use those cards to make your team. Uh, Case, we've got a pack for you to open live on the stream. How exciting! Yes, well, it's the um, it's a it's a common pack. Mm-hmm. So the common packs are the most uh, useful for uh, Cap- Cap- capped leagues because mm-hmm. you get silvers and golds and things like that in there. So why don't you take it away and talk us through who you're uh, going to get in your pack? Radio pack is being opened. Bom 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 bom. Radio first. Silver Isaac coming. Oh, not bad. Could be handy. Mention Maybe mention if these guys would actually make your field. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, Silver David Swallow. That's a no. Yeah. Silver Zach Tui. Also a no. These aren't worse though. Silver Zach Jones. Definitely a no. The type that would be handy in a buy round. For you Silver Heath Chapman. Yeah. Handy maybe for the future. Uh, that guy's Silver T. Emmett from Fremantle. No, no idea. <laughs> no. Platinum Charlie Spargo. Ooh, look out. Uh, silver uh, Roses from Gold Coast. And Gold Sammy Durham, the heart and soul of the Bombers. All right. So <laughs> look, it's not really a fantastic pack. But, <laughs> um, I might be able to get 20 cents for a card on, on the uh, marketplace. Yeah, a lot of the packs are uh, yeah a bit dodgy. Um, well, not dodgy. They're just like... Starting to thin out with uh, good quality cards coming through at the moment. So, um, yeah, I think it's just kind of getting to that part of the season where it's yeah hard to get a good player. I but that um, Heath Chapman one, maybe just uh, Isaac coming, if he actually recaptures some of his form from a couple of years ago, yeah, could be could be all right. Yeah, just I'm needs not, to. I'm uh, not upset with that pack. Nah, Cummings fine. Cummings looks like he's going to be a premium, so it's all good. All right, we'll uh, get stuck into the show. Um, but yeah, if you haven't checked out Game Day Squad, do so at gamedaysquad.com.au. It's well worth it. Let's get into the round that was. Uh, let's talk about some of the uh, more fantasy-relevant players, the up-and-coming players, and the players that aren't talked about on the other podcasts very much. First one is, uh, well, there's a raft of Brisbane defenders here. Kadeen Coleman, uh, Connor McKenna, and Darcy Wilmot. Uh, we'll start with Kadeen Coleman. Uh, 111 points. Is he back? We've been expecting this for weeks. What's the go? Um, he's look. He's really uh, come on those last few weeks in in the snippets I've seen of the Lions. Um, kind of shocked that it didn't start at the start of the year as well. You know, like yeah. everything had kind of lined up for a big breakout, like a, a big time, especially with you know Zorko missing a fair chunk and you know Rich being injured. I think he's just kind of um, you know getting the fruits of, of those injuries yeah, and now yeah. just finally finally got that role. And he's a great player to watch, and I think he's going to be super important for them heading into finals with that speed that he provides off, off halfback. Yeah, I think, I don't know. Do you think there's any danger of Rich coming back sometime soon? Because well, they're, they're not playing in the twos, which gives me the kind of this pre-season, mini preseason is legit. Mm, mm. Rich, is just, Rich is just like a slow, slow, he's got a great yeah. leg, don't get me wrong, but I, I don't know, has the game kind of passed him by a bit? Yeah, well, he's just a kick-out guy. That's yeah. all he really is. So, like, and it's not really going to affect Coleman, I don't think, too much in, if that's the case because he's the kind of next kind of kick onward. So, But if you look at all the, the good teams, obviously Brisbane are one of them, but, like, Collingwood and, and Port, you know, they've got good 
quick ball users kind of coming off off the back line. So yeah, it yeah. kind of fits that mould and, and that's what's going to win you games. Yeah. I, I still see a place for him, but um, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to affect Kadeen Coleman. Conor McKenna is another one, similar role, 88 points. He had 20 kicks off the halfback, so someone likes to use it by foot. Mm. He sneaks, he gets a bit higher up the ground, sneaks uh, for a goal here and there. Yep. He's looking good at the moment. And Darcy Wilmot's in some good form, yeah. uh, 87 points. He's back on the halfback flank um, after time on the wing earlier this year. I guess Jasper Fletcher um, coming into the side and they play Berry on the other wing. Mm-hmm. I guess as well so they've pushed him back a little bit and I think it's just been again with the with Rich out it's just opened up a few more um, doors for him I think mm. yeah oh, Darcy Wilmot's definitely been an eye catcher and I think obviously the way Jasper Fletcher started his career too um, if you're if you're a Lions fan I know like you and your top end talents kind of you know be older but some of the kids they got coming through is super exciting so yeah um, you know Fletcher Ashcroft and you know even guys like um you know Wilmot and Coleman that we just spoke about then yeah they are yeah it's going to be good signs for a long-term dynasty at the at the Lions so we mentioned Fletcher but he had 77 points and that was his best game so far just good to see that young fella come in play on a wing and uh yeah get a spot in I guess the midfield um but yeah it's, it's, a, it's a position they've been screaming out for players really over the last few years because like Devin Robertson's played it for a bit mm. um there was someone else who played it earlier in the season oh um the the runner the guy he was recruited as a high sharp shooter, sharp harry mm. sharp um yeah there's a few players like that where they've trialed um yeah players there so the good obviously like i keep a fair eye on the um the vfl and stuff like that and you know guys like fletcher's keeping you know noah answorth is is racking up touches jared Lyons is racking up touches like um obviously sharp as well like there's some decent players stuck in the vfl so yeah um the fact that these young guys are keeping those kind of more experience guys out is, is a massive um, you know tick to them in their futures yeah doing it right for a team that's been up for a while still managing to blood a few young players onto the Richmond side of things pretty dismal performance and not a lot to talk about um, you know players like Broad did well but like he's so mm-hmm. few and far between Jack Ross is the interesting one I feel like we've talked about him you know every third or fourth week for the last three years had 88 yep. points just another glimpse but he's just one we'd probably need to see more consistently do you agree yeah I just don't know if he's got a massive ceiling but it's also hard because you know he still doesn't get that 100% opportunity that he probably should but yeah. um, you know and we'll, he's we'll looks, he looks like an outside type these days are only going to get a role on the outside. Yeah, I mean, he's, the wingers is a midfielder's graveyard these days. Yeah, to the eye, he he's definitely come on than probably what he was this time last year. Like yeah. he, he definitely looks like he belongs now. Whereas last year, he kind of you know didn't quite fit to the eye. I thought. Yeah, no, I, I reckon as well. Like he doesn't look as out of place there. But Richmond are a bit of a shamble from week to week. Anyway. Oh, um, all right, Angus Sheldrick moving on to the Sydney game, Geelong game on a Friday night. Angus Sheldrick, he's officially too good for the podcast. 93 points. Wow. Who would have thought? Nah, like, well, it's just like there's a few players at the moment and it seems to be a theme for this season, playing players in their actual position where they were recruited. It's funny that that can actually happen. I never thought it'd actually happen. The The big question is, though, what's going to happen if they actually get their full complement of midfielders back, Sydney? You know, like, because he obviously came on when Mills was out injured. Now, Warner missed on the weekend. Like, yeah. he actually hasn't had a week of this good scoring where you've got Parker, Mills, I think last Gordon, week he, everyone was there, wasn't they? Oh, the no, Mills, Mills was, was out. I thought it was his first game. It was his first game oh, back. first game back. Yeah, so, he got yeah. subbed out. So, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Didn't play as much game time. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, but Parker was suspended? No, that was the week before. No, no, I but anyway, like you know what I mean. You know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. Like, I'd like to see it. I, I think he's a super talent. I just like to see it when they're actually all in there. Um, I agree. But, but he's qualified. He's done the. He's done oh, the no, three scores. You, you can't break rules. Yeah. You know, rules are rules. As uh, the England cricket team found out <laughs> last night. <laughs> so I reckon every podcast I've listened to today has had a swipe at them. Um, I don't follow cricket at all anymore. But even I know what happened there. So there you go. Want to say yeah? No, good fun. The palms. <laughs> Anyways, that's gonna win a few likes. Thanks 
Thanks, Kaz. Um, uh, Braden Campbell, speaking of talents, mm. um, 85 points, and he was moved up onto a wing this week, and he mm-hmm. kind of like just sprinted up and down the side of the ground, really. Got forward a fair bit, kicked two goals as a result. So um, just one that's showing glimpses. Kind of good to see, like, you know, thinking of the, the, the Sydney defence, you're like, how are they going to all fit and how are these guys going to score? It's good to just see him do something else and score pretty well there. Yeah, his, his game's definitely found another dimension this season. Been super impressed with what he's doing. He's obviously another guy with a really, really good leg. Um, you know, we've got some really good ball users out that back line. And, you know, you kind of not seen huge, huge scores from like Campbell, Florent, um, Blakey, but they're all kind of putting up, you know, regular you know, somewhere 60 to 80. So, it's just kind of roulette as to which one scores well. So, the more Thursday, Friday games they can play, the better for for your looping kind of options. But um, definitely, yeah, buoyed by what um, Campbell's put out this season. Is there a reason they have so many Thursday, Friday night games? I don't know. They're again Friday Maybe it's like trying to break into that city market. I don't know. Maybe it's just a good time to actually, Mm. yeah, I don't know. That would be my only guess. Interesting. Well, anyway, there's no more players to talk about because everyone else is too good for the podcast. Excuse me, Heffa. What? What? There is a player I would officially like to welcome back to the podcast. Q, Oracle, Thunder, Lightning, Crashing. It's more of a fart noise Maybe these like days, a- I think. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to the podcast, Jake Lloyd. Okay. Uh, he sucks reason? again, man. I, oh, he doesn't suck again. He sucked for quite a while. He's just you know got lucky with a few big scores. Now, the last time you tried to bring him back, you wrote him he's off. He's back, man. He's back. Um, the stats lie. Don't lie. He's averaging 79 in his last month. There's lots of players like that. I guess um, Jack Sinclair did that a few weeks ago. Did we bring average him, 79 bring back? in a month. I think he had, a, he had 70, 60, 80 and something. Would have been close. Well, you could have, but you Wally weren't Winfield, I reckon, did it. We haven't brought him back. Oh, quite, a few, back. quite a few. Quite a few. Jake Lloyd is on the nose, my friend. That's right. So, like I said, last time you wrote him off I think he averaged 96 from that point onwards um, and so yeah actually, I'm actually thankful you're doing this again because I need him to go big again you this so, week yeah, damn yeah, it this is bad time but uh, <laughs> could you imagine I think that happened know, last year actually. I, didn't, I didn't say the story the last time we played uh, came on the, I was on the podcast but um uh, when was it? It was so Jake Lloyd scored that 123 in round 11. Yeah. And someone tweeted me and it was just like, uh, I don't know, it was just having a go at me. He's like, you know, you told me Jake Lloyd was dead, but he just put out a 120. <laughs> awesome. I was like, where's this the week before when he had 66? Awesome. You weren't coming for me then. And then after that. Well, no, because he's probably talking about come the 11, the 11 rounds come before. A, mate, he scored four tons this year. Five, four tons this year. That that's is not, fine. that's not acceptable. Look at his average right now. What is he? 91. He's yeah. a, in the D2 range, which I think. I think is where we'd probably expect Lloyd to be in the D2 range, maybe even D3 some. So he's probably exceeded some expectations, probably yeah. exceeded yours by your expectations of him. Um, but yeah, like I said, like he's had a bad month. Like there's no denying that. Um, you but can say that, but like you've been watching a lot of footy. Like yeah. his role is evaporating. You it's, talk, it's not, you know, no, we're it's talking not about a bad role. Like there's one week where I reckon like. Well, it's not even his role because he doesn't do anything else but accumulate. Like, he's no, there's no value in him anywhere else. What I've seen is coming off a bye plus against um, St. Kilda, he was chucked on a wing where he didn't touch the ball for a half because he just yeah, just was just not used to playing that role. He's come up against West Coast where the ball didn't come into defence at all in that time and then playing against Geelong, which are always a tough matchup for defenders. So, like, and I think there was one more out there which was a bad score, which I don't really have a reason for. But, like, you can't tell me right now that you're mm. going to back... Jake Lloyd to average under 80 from this point onwards to be like not good enough for the podcast next season. Oh man, it would be great if he did. Yeah, but do you, do you think, honestly think, can you look at me in the eye and say, hey, Jake Lloyd is going to average under 80 from this point onwards? I can see him averaging under 90. I can see him going around that 90 mark, which is what we expect. 
So mm. probably still too good for the podcast if you're bringing yeah, a 90 guy. Back, Jake. If you're bringing a 90 guy back. I look forward back. to still speaking about you in a month's time. <laughs> well, let's see what happens this week. That should be uh, interesting. Um, Mitch Hinge, moving on to the Crows now, who played North Melbourne on the Saturday afternoon. Uh, he had 119 points. Uh, that's a very bad number for Port Adelaide supporters. But anyway, um, talked up him last week and he's backed it up. Um, he's killing it a half back at the moment. I guess he was the guy I flagged when Dawson went to the midfield, probably picks up a bit. Took a few weeks for him to get going, but it's starting mm. to actually happen at the moment. So, Mitch Hinge, if he's, I think he's available in a lot of waivers too. Probably would be. Yeah. Um, he kind of showed a little bit of promise at Brisbane before he kind of got traded. Then he kind of came to the Crows and had a heap of injury issues. So, uh, kind of good to see him, um, you know, kind of finally find himself at AFL level and yeah, seems to be thriving, which is good. Yeah, no, I'm a fan of the Minge. So, uh, yeah, let's get him uh, let's get him 2G4P in a few weeks maybe. If he keeps this up anyway. Uh, Rory Sloan, 112 points. I think I've been saying this all year. Just get him in if you're in contention. Like, they've been saying that he's they've been using him sparingly, like trying to rest him, use him on the wing and stuff like that. Mm. But he's just a guy who just, just gets 80 most weeks. And if you play him as like M7, you'd be laughing with that. So get him cheap because he's probably in his last season. Um, and it's yeah. going again. They're re-signing. Oh, have they? they? Oh, that, that's the talk. Okay, cool. Well, the start of the year they were talking about that was probably in his last season. So him and Tex probably deserve to go again. The, isn't it fun? Like at the start of the season, this is a guy who I think who has actually statistically slid. Well, you probably not talking about him, but Travis Bokef. If mm. you at the start of the season, if you said, would you rather Travis Boak or Rory Sloan this year? 99 times out of 100, I would have taken Travis Boak and it's been the complete opposite of what I thought was going to happen this year. I probably would have flipped a coin purely because I thought the kids are just, and especially Horn Francis, like I thought he was a natural one going out. I thought he'd just be doing more, like, like sorry, I thought he'd just be doing different roles, like forward roles, which he kind of is, but he doesn't have DPP at the moment, does no, he? No, he's had, and he's only scored yeah, yeah. one ton this year and yeah. his last two scores are like 52 and 42. It's, it's yeah. crazy. I expected like maybe like dropping down to like 60s and 70s playing as a forward, but he's not and like still being serviceable, you know. He's but 30 points less than his average last yeah. year. It's crazy. I think he might be on the decline. Mm. Uh, it's going to be sad if he goes, although he's our most uh, games played. You so. need to win a flag from this year because if I was Port, I wouldn't be giving him another contract. Oh, to be honest, I wouldn't be playing him. If we're, the grand final was next week, I wouldn't be playing him. So, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> Hef, you cut your favourite sons like no one else. Oh, I do love him, but I just want to win. Um, wow. Anyway, who would you bring in for him? Oh, that's hard. Yeah, I couldn't even tell you. But, but, you know, Knuckle Dersma, or Dersma's back. Dersma's back. Probably need another outside runner to replace Bonner, maybe. I don't know. Um, Knuckle or Boak? Probably Boak. What about my boy, Jackson Mead? Uh, not, I haven't seen enough of him, to What about honest. the Keeper League's own Trent Dumont? Oh, no way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, onto the fog. He kicked four goals, um, 83 points. Too inconsistent, though. Just needs text to retire, so he's the number one focal point. On text, text he had 87 points. Um, he's he's too good for the podcast, really. I've got very close written here because I don't think he auto qualifies. But He'd have geez, to be, surely. He's going very, very well. Is he going to win the Coleman, do you think? Um, well, Crows have West Coast in the last game, that's so another they 10 could goals. genuinely yeah. fill up. Add 10 goals onto whatever he's got mm. in round 23, that's for sure. Yeah, they'll feed him. Um, Darcy Tucker had 88 points. He plays that outside role pretty well, which just needs to be more consistent. Taron Thomas, I only saw the f- first bit of this game, mm-hmm. but from what I saw... Oh, sorry, second half. It's the last bit of this game. Mm. Um, Taron Thomas was one of their better players in my book. Um, Sounded forward midfield. I listened to it on the radio because yeah. I'm an old man and I was driving um, on a little road trip. And, yeah, he sounded like he was getting on the end of all some good work and yeah. actually doing some good stuff through the middle early on too. Yeah. So um, it's not really surprising. Like, I'm not surprised that he's come back and 
scored well. Yeah. Like it was more about whether he was going to get back in the system after his indiscretions yeah. and, you know, whether they'd kind of give him that role. But, you know, he's definitely, back. you know, whether he's, you know, people see he's deserved it or not, he's definitely playing well enough to, you know, kind of get back into that midfield rotation. Yeah, it looks like one of the better players at the moment. So, um, yeah, he's probably too good for the podcast as well. But um, given how good he's been in the past, but he was, he did stink it up last year and then all the offseason stuff. Mm. Um, let's move on to the Dogs versus Frio. Um, I tweeted something about like close games and exciting games and stuff and then as soon as I tweeted it this game just turned into a bit of a blowout which mm. is pretty funny but um, Jamara Ugo Hagen had 94 points um, kicked four goals kid's going to be a gun do you think he's going to be one of those key forwards that are more fantasy relevant so like a 75 average plus kind of guy looks like he could be the guy that gets up the ground a bit more because he's got a really good like uh, leap he's with athletic. the footy like, and he can take a really good grab so. but also just in front of goals like he's just so dynamic on the leads plus he kicks them when he gets the shots Without knowing his like sight, like you know height and weight and stuff like that, to me he just looks like he looks he's skinnier. not. He's yeah, he's, but he's yeah. never. I don't think he's ever going to be like a big you nah, know, bustling n- forward. Neither. Where when he's someone like that kind of size and and that you know height, he's probably going to have to be a bit more lead up. I would think as opposed to just the guy, you know, yeah. coming out the pack. And you know, dogs are pretty lucky. Like you know, Norton's still pretty young as well, so they've got two really good forwards. You know, throw Sam Darcy into the mix there as well. Like they could really just yeah play uh, Jamara whenever, wherever oh, they want. Think Jamara is like the kind of forward though that could be like that freak forward as well that can just like snap him from pockets and every opportunity he can just kind of like use his skill set to put him through. Like a bit of Buddy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, Especially that's early on where yeah. Buddy was, you know, still quite lean. 100%. And, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, rangy. That's what I'm, I don't know, that's what the fives I'm getting anyway. I don't think he's going to be like a 100 plus average or anything like that, but I think he's going to be a good 75. He'll do one of those seasons like that Jeremy Cameron does or whatever where he scores 80 plus for average. Jeremy Cameron's probably year. a good, good yeah, yeah. Um, you know, comparison too. Yeah, no, nah, invest now. Stash him for the future. Um, Brennan Cox, I've just got him here as he's probably worth owning as a bit of a loophole slash, um, uh, what do you call it? Loophole, what's the other one? Streaming option. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just had some massive scores this year. When he takes bulk marks, Kaz's mark theory. Um, he doesn't big, lose. Doesn't get big. Yeah, it goes big. Um, Liam Henry had 116 points. Mm-hmm. We talked about him last week. Said he needed to go do it again. And he did it again. He did it again. Yeah. Uh, that wing roll, which he's been playing for a while, well, on and off, mm. it's coming to fruition. Yeah. Um, and he just looks like he's the hardest, well, a very hard worker out there, like pushes so far up and down the ground. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty good user of the ball as well. So yep. they, they don't mind it in his hands. And like, yeah, it's just giving every opportunity to actually, yeah, get a touch. I just don't know what the catalyst that sparked it is really. Uh, like if you actually look back at his um, waffle numbers before he kind of came in, you know, had this last, uh, chunk in the in the AFL like his numbers are really good in the waffle, so he'd obviously hit that peak in the in the waffle and was you know found a bit of form, um, and he's just kind of brought it into the AFL. So it's good to see that that translation from the from the twos to the ones. Um, yeah, you know, just kind of match up. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Michael Walters kicked four goals. K, is any interest there? Ninety-seven uh, points. Love Mickey Walters, <laughs> but. He's too old. Yes, he is. <laughs> Wham back the clock, though. Um, our boy Lockie Shorts had 88 points. We'll tip the cap there. Matthew Johnson auto-qualifies for too good for the podcast. 87 points. He's put up some massive numbers lately. Yeah. Well, and what was weird last year, last week was that he didn't really have any CBAs to do that. So, he was just purely working up to the stoppages around the ground. Mm. This week, they chucked him in the middle. I don't know whether that was Fife going, getting injured or whatever. Well, Fife's been shit for the last yeah, two yeah. months. 
He was getting a few CBAs though here and there, so I don't know if, she's, if he's eaten those up. But uh, yeah, he had a centre clearance. Um, only one though, so it's like that kind of tells me that he's just doing his best work around the ground. So like I'm not even concerned about CBA numbers for him, even though they did go up this week. Mm. Um, it was a real fantasy-friendly game for Frio though. I think half their team scored over 80. So mm. just kind of flag that playing against the dogs. Just ducking back to, to the waffle numbers and stuff, Hef, obviously one of our great assets on the Keeper League yes. pod is all the, the, the um, State League well, you, scores. You can get them anywhere, but they're, they're, they're well organised on yeah, their website. and they're beautifully organised here yeah, because yes. I've just searched Liam Henry. Yep. He had a month in the waffle before going into the AFL. Yep. 111, 137, 102 and 88. Now, yep. we know the waffle is kind of actually quite hard to score in too. Yes. So Has um, improved over the years, but yeah. traditionally has But been. for him to kind of knock out those numbers, probably playing a similar role. Yep. Um, they're the tra- kind of trends you want to be looking at, um, especially if you're hunting waiver wire picks and stuff like that. Yeah, 100%. Um, moving on to the Gold Coast Collingwood game, which a lot of people were weirdly saying this was going to be close or their chance or whatever and it just I just feel sorry for the Gold Coast people who yeah. sold out um, the stadium for the first time you know, on the know, back of Collingwood supporters going up there and, and uh, going to movie world and stuff they didn't go for <laughs> ages it was nuts yeah. well, like I said I think there's probably more Collingwood supporters that uh, were involved in that sellout but anyway they wanted well, to they had a great little holiday then. Experience the Gold Coast beaches and things yeah. like that. Uh, but anyway, Will Powell always seems like someone who should be too good for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Had 105 points. And I guess since he's come back from Darwin, he's been quite good. Mm-hmm. I guess the conditions just didn't suit him up there and he's back to his best. Well, he was on a tear maybe a year or two ago, then kind yeah. of got injured and hasn't really about to recapture that form. But yeah. he's definitely had a, a much better season this year. And I think, yeah, look, he's definitely got some talent because probably I reckon it might have been two years ago he was – the talk of the town. He was kind of like that name that everyone wanted and then fell off a bit of a cliff, but it seems like he's back, which is very, very cool. Yeah. No, I just hope it continues because I want to make him too good for the podcast because, yeah, that'd just be one that we called very early if we, we did. It. We did. Um, Sam Flanders, 101 points. Kaz, you look like you're pretty excited about yes, talking about this guy. What do you think of his game? I uh, couldn't tell. I didn't see it. Well, I didn't <laughs> okay. see it a second, but I'm stoked. I'm a Sam Flanders owner. I have absolutely just uh, held firm. And the faith is being repaid. Like, he's another one. I know, like, um, you know, VFL numbers are a bit different, but he was literally averaging 130. Yeah, and, and But he'd always kind of been stitched up by Stewie Jew coming into the the ones and playing, like, forward pocket or something. So, good to see him play a bit more of a, a, so he's a family, a family, a fantasy-friendly role and get up the ground a bit more. Yeah. No, it's, um, yeah, definitely further up the ground. Only other five CBAs, but just impact around the stoppages. Another one that just kind of rolled in, kind of like Matthew Johnson does, really. Um, but, yeah, uh, um, had a huge first quarter. I think it was 50 points in the mm. first quarter. Then only managed 50 for the rest of the game. But I guess they clamped down on him a little bit. But it, it, the, the signs are encouraging. That's he's for sure. talented and he's definitely got pedigree. And so. he's got four stars, doesn't he? Yep. Yeah, oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good one to have at the mm-hmm. moment. Braden Fiorini at 95 points. He's back in the middle. So he could be too good for the podcast if that continues. Although I always get nervous in a thumping loss that he'll just be out next week. And, yeah. Or he'll score 40 and, you know. Yeah. Oh, he's every, very, nah. But he's yo-yoing this year a bit, isn't he? Well, he was because he's playing on a wing. But now the two games they've chucked him back on the ball with box When's CBAs. Took back? Uh, t- either this week or the week after. Mm-hmm. So one of them gets fucked over, essentially, mm-hmm. I reckon. And mm-hmm. I reckon it might be fair, Annie. Oh, what's, what, what's happened to Swallow the last couple of weeks? He's, he's, out, he's, he's out of the midfield. He's more forward now. 40, so, so, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I think he's already kind of yeah, on the downward. I think one of those guys does get messed up when mm-hmm. Took comes back. I've got a feeling it's going to be fair, Annie, though. Please, God, help me. <laughs> yes, make it Fiorini. Uh, Jamie Elliott had 95 points, uh, 94 points, sorry. He was on fire. Kicked one of probably one of the best goals of the season. 
maybe the Dan Houston one later was probably a little bit better. I don't know, just given oh, the circumstances. Sh- dagger to the heart. But uh, five goals, he's just not an option anymore since Craig McRae's taken over, is he? Mm-hmm. No. Um, and I think when someone like Dugowie comes back this week as well, it's just going to hurt him a bit more. Yeah. Um, he used to be like a half part-time midfielder. But yeah, he used to be yeah. the, the kind of that pinch hitter in the midfield, but obviously we've seen like uh, Nick Dacos go bananas yeah, yeah. since going in there. So I think, yeah, it's, he's going to be one of those guys who needs goals to score. Yeah. And Braden Maynard was on track for another good score. He had 74 points, but then got injured halfway through the fourth quarter as well. So he was almost going to get 2G4P status back again, but I don't trust him as far as I can throw him really. So I'm happy to hold off for a bit and see how he recovers. Hopefully by this weekend when I play K's in the Keeper No, league. one more. Just have a week <laughs> off, Braden. Probably needs one. He's been banged up the last few weeks. Um, moving on to the heartbreaking loss for Essendon against Port Adelaide. Um, Jai Caldwell had 101 points. He mm. is so close to too good for the podcast status. Mm-hmm. So he moved out of the CBAs a bit this week with uh, Parrish coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the issue is like, does he, does he still thrive up forward? And like, cause he kind of like me personally, I want him to keep playing forward so he can keep forward status for next season. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, what's going to happen with him midfield wise? And, and let's just talk about this in the midfield a little bit. Like Hobbs is thriving. Mm-hmm. She was the sub. Mm-hmm. So Merritt was in defense for a little bit at the start mm-hmm. of the game. Um, does Setterfield come back in? What's your thoughts there? Uh, I'd rather them stick with Caldwell than um, go Setterfield again, personally. Yeah. But um, yeah, look, his, his game was outstanding. Like he's one of these guys that we've always had on our radar for yeah. a long time. And How many goals did he kick? He kicked two goals. Almost one of the game as well. Yeah. Uh, look, yeah, his last kind of month um, has been sensational. Uh, so, look, even going back a bit further, um, I'd love to see them just give him a bit more faith. You know, like we, for me, like, uh, and uh, one of the guys in our league is very anti-Will Setterfield. He's a bomber's man. And you can see it why, because, like, he's almost a bit of a breaking case of emergency and, like... And I can see why they brought him in because we need a bit more size, but I don't think anyone kind of saw, yeah, Hobbs kind of take off and maybe Caldwell take this step. So, yeah, I hope um, Scott backs in these two blokes and, um, you know, continues to give them a bit more, um, yeah, midfield time because I think it's going to be beneficial for the long term for sure. Do you think you make the eight from here? It's uh, so tight, isn't it? I think it's between us and the Crows. Yeah. Four. Do you play this, the Crows? This game is, yeah, we're playing them this week. Oh, that's right. Yeah. This game is, this week's massive. You know, if we could have pinched that one on the weekend, um, if Sydney could have beaten Geelong. I think the yeah. other thing is going to be math, like every game now has massive ramifications. Yeah. As to who's going to make this 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 kind of six to eight spot. Yeah. Except for, yeah, maybe the top fours or even Melbourne going down. Brisbane looks shaky. I think Melbourne aren't going to miss the, yeah. the, f- the eight. Yeah. Um, the four, though. It's just yeah. well, I think St. Kilda can drop out. Yeah, yeah, probably, actually. That's probably what's going to happen. What happens with Geelong as well? Uh, on a port, uh, the only one to really talk about is Kane Farrell had 98 points. Um, we expected big things this year, but he was awesome in this game. His foot is just a weapon, and I don't understand why we just don't get it on his boot more often. Mm. Um, but, yeah, this game he took, got back, took a few marks and things like that as well. Um, yeah, no, it's a... It's been a bit mediocre this year. It's yeah. kind of what we expected, but, yeah, he played a ripper on, on Saturday night. I was super hot on him pre-season, and Louis from the Pod Pod, kind of stressed me down and said like hey, if what Port's port, uh, port defenders are actually good scorers and apart from me like Dan Houston and even Dan Houston beforehand were 
inconsistent. So with the, I know we're playing differently, but it still hasn't been really great for defenders either. The other thing that probably hurts um, Farrell week to week is Williams gets a bit of footy off that halfback line too. Yeah, true. Um, so they kind of share that because they've both got kind of similar type players. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although some of the kickouts from fullback were atrocious. Gave you guys, I reckon, a couple goals mm-hmm. on the back of that. But anyway, uh, moving on to the Sunday game, the Hawthorne versus Carlton game. This was a really low scoring game for Hawthorne. Um, remember Harry Morrison case? My boy. Yeah, from the season one of the Keeper League podcast. Mm. Big on him. Um, when we used to record them in your kitchen. Yes, uh, we did. Yep. <laughs> uh, 91 points for Harry Morrison. Um, he was in defence, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I didn't actually see a whole heap of this game, but I think that might have just been with Impey out. Mm-hmm. Or do you reckon there's a new role for uh, him? Look, if he if Impey is out, uh, he's always played some good footy off kind of halfback. They moved him to the wing a bit. Yeah, wing last season. And he actually I became think, too good for the podcast last year. I think he's year. been a bit of a whipping boy at times. Yeah. Morrison, I don't think it's as bad as, as what they make. You know, they've got um, someone like... Amon coming in and hurt him properly. Yeah, I think so. For that lock, you know, Even lock on that sucks. wing spot. And they're obviously trying to get a bit of youth through, youth through there with yeah. like, you know, McKenzie and Ward and that. So he just seems to be a bit of a whipping boy. Um, but if he can kind of, you know, keep playing a few good games, he will end up being hard to toss. Yeah. I like him on that halfback role it's just that there's so many halfback flankers at Hawthorne mm-hmm. that could do a similar there type really role in with Sicily out at the moment as well um, Josh Weddle uh, 83 points he just keeps getting it done he's that kind of rangy uh, rebounding type mm-hmm. can take a grab but always just seems to be in the right place to receive a handball and get on the boot as well so yeah I don't mind him as an option I think he's going to be a few years away from being a super consistent scorer though and Jack Scrimshaw rolls on with 83 points on the Sicily out but I'm not buying into it. Like, sure, by all means, pick him up for the next two weeks if you need someone in defence. I could use a Jack Scrimshaw right now, that's for sure. But um, I just don't trust it with Sisley to come back in. Mm, that's all. That's fair. Seems to have coincided. Uh, under the Carlton players, Harry Mackay cops a lot of flack with his kicking ways and everything, but he's still a very rosterable forward yeah. for keeper legs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Goes big every now and then. We usually get you around the 70 kind of mark anyway. Um, so he's not one on mine. But on to a few players that have, I guess, are going to have different roles depending on circumstances with injury and stuff like that. Um, so Jack Silvani's one. He had 87 points and he was the number one ruck with De Koning and Pitnet both unavailable this week due to injury. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what's wrong with either of them, but... If the ruck issues kind of keep going on, he is the sneaky pickup, I think, because every time he goes into the ruck, he tends to score pretty well. Yeah, because they brought what Young in as well. So and Lewis Young played. Yeah. I think he scored 60-odd, but he had the second most hitouts for Carlton. Well, there is, uh, you know, I was listening to uh, SEN this morning and they were talking kind of about the trend of, you know, teams now not really playing a ruckman because, yeah. you know, that's more, they're more beneficial on the yeah. ground. So, Did you, you know, say like, Finlayson just not even like, yeah, rucking, just, just waiting for there. Phillips there to There was one where he actually tapped it like, straight, straight to, straight, straight yeah, to yeah. Uh, Finlayson. So, yeah. like, and Finlayson's probably the perfect example, um, you know, of that guy who is is fantastic when the ball's on the on the ground but also quite handy in the air. So, yeah. Um, you know, if they're not playing the Koenig or, or Pitnet with, with injury, um, yeah, Silvani or even Young to an extent could be handy. <laughs> Do you reckon they'll ever get to the point where they put two of those types in and neither of them can test? Just bound and then <laughs> it just comes back down. I would mate. love that. I would That'd love be hilarious. That. Um, anyway, uh, Lucky Fogarty, like just a guy we talked about years ago, really, 87 points, more of a tip of the cap, but it's just good to see him in the side and that. Pressure forward roll. He had seven tackles. To uh, he's another one who's been getting heaps of ball in the in the twos. Yeah, right. Is it? Do you know if that's the same role or? or uh, yeah, well, he's been playing midfield. I think. Yeah, I'm okay. su- still surprised they haven't tried Jackson Bins from the VFL. Yeah, yeah, those are big numbers. Um, he's been putting up massive numbers. Well, they've been for putting Doherty out on the wing, so it's kind of like keeping him out a little bit. I yeah. think. And they probably just 
put Doherty the back. The guys that have in. kind of been rotating through have been more genuine mids, like, you know, yeah. Dow and, and obviously Fogarty a bit more. So yeah. that's probably where they're a bit more. more. Yeah, a bit more scrawny and needs to play off the back line. Out, yeah, or outside type. Yeah. Um, Brody Kemp is another one up from Carlton, I don't mind. 86 points. He's had a, quite a few 80 plus scores. He's averaging 75 this season. I think there was one stinker in there as well. But yeah, he had nine he's marks. Super defense. consistent. He just takes marks. And mm. yeah, he's just good at it. So he's uh, he's one definitely consider. And another one, remember this guy, Jack Martin, 86 points. He was like the the next big thing. Yeah. And he's never become a thing. When they picked up, who was it? They picked up Diego Mira, Gold Coast, and they reckon mm-hmm. Jack Martin was going to be the next big thing after Diego yeah. Mira. Neither of them really turned out to be superstars anyway, but they were similar. They were like Sam Walsh, Matt Rao hype mm-hmm. in terms of draft. Yeah. Because um, Martin was one of those real first academy kind of players yeah. that they were yeah hyped up could he uh could he tempt you as a forward if you need he could one? definitely not tempt me <laughs> okay that's for the answer i was looking for um on to the gws uh melbourne game in the slop there uh in alice springs actually yeah it was a bit wet and rainy um Stephen may had 92 points he's just a reliable player to have in your keep league side mm-hmm. you've been saying that for years haven't you Always, mate. Yeah. Mark takers, kicker inners, and, yeah. and May's unique because he does actually take a lot of kick-ins and obviously they use him a lot for the switch too. So, yeah, he's a, he's a real favourite of mine. His kick-in numbers are generally like ridiculous when you compare them to the other kick-in takers, which are, aren't usually those key defenders. Mm-hmm. But what's his average? He averages 6.2 per game. Mm-hmm. The only guys he averaged more per game than him are Isaac Cumming and Shannon Hearn. So that's 20 points basically just from yeah. kick-ins. Yeah, exactly. Like... Yeah, if he was like a, you know, if he was a halfback flank or whatever, he'd be 100 plus average type yeah, with sure, those yeah. kind of numbers. But yeah, because he plays the kind of key tool. Doesn't get as many points, but yeah, that's just an avenue to scoring right there. Um, Tom Sparrow has scored 85 points and he's actually been pretty good with Oliver out. Mm-hmm. I reckon he could be one to sell high on right now because there's probably, if you're pushing for a flag, this is my theory, if you're pushing for a flag, um, there'd be players out there that want him for the future, maybe thinking he's going to get traded or just on the back of this good run. Mm-hmm. Um, his value just might be a bit higher after the back of this run with Oliver coming back, so I think it could plummet back down. And mm-hmm. he's got forward status too, which makes yep. him a little bit more valuable. No, I agree. I do like him. I yeah. think yeah, um, like uh, James Jordan's another one who absolutely, I think he got 40 touches or something in the VFL this week. Like Those two for me just are really unlucky, and if you know they did move clubs, yeah. I think they'd be gold mines in terms of fantasy players. I'm going to make one of your boys, Finn Callahan, too good for the podcast. You'll be He's just shown enough, I reckon. 80 he looks points so this polished. Week. Yeah, yeah. And, like, he's getting insult time, even with Kelly. Like, my concern was Kelly coming back. Maybe he doesn't get, you know, maybe he gets pushed out to the wing. But Kelly, I don't think, had any many CBAs. And Finn Callahan still had his fill in there. So, using him as an inside midfielder, which is always better for fantasy. And, yeah. What I've liked about Callahan this year, kind of after his slow start, like, his uh, floor's been really good. Yeah. Like... 80, 100, 70, 80, 75, you know, 66, 91. Like, it's that almost like you can lock in a 70. Yep. And for someone who's like a, you know, M6, M7, it's perfect because, you know, you're not really going to get that bad score and he's only going to get better. So, yeah, yeah big no, fan. Too good for the podcast. Don't want to talk about it anymore because otherwise I'll talk about him every week. Um, I think this guy's probably our boy, Jamie Cripps. 100 points. Um, that was on the back he's of- He's your boy. Well, he won I'm it. just borrowing him. He at won the a moment. premiership with me. I haven't, I haven't had him in my side for. He's in my side at the moment. Yeah, I haven't had him in my sides for four years. But um, 14 tackles with that score, I probably don't expect that every week. A guy I feel like I've been talking about every week though for the last few weeks is Jack Petricelli. Mm-hmm. 83 points. I think he's 2G4P after his last Surely four weeks not. worth of scoring. I think he's had 80 plus four weeks in a row, or at least wow. I think he's had one maybe in the 70s. But so he's had two weeks where he's getting midfield time. 
went halfback flank and put up a good score, which probably suits him given he's pretty pacey tight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he had 15 CBAs this week as a midfielder. So he's listed as a forward too. So get him off the waiver wire if you don't because he's putting up 80s most weeks. So he's one to actually consider. That's nuts. Yeah, I never would have thought picked that ever. But I guess with, um, what is that, three crisis creates opportunity at the moment with West Coast? Sure. Just with no players fit to, to, to choose from. Um, he's uh, reaping the war- rewards there. Uh, just a few kind of kids look good. Like, didn't score well fantasy-wise, but Noah Long for West Coast, Elijah Hewitt, Ryan Marrick, they all showed glimpses. Um, I'm not sure if this is just more of a showing of St. Kilda, really, or mm. whether there are is there some future potential there. But some of Hewitt's goals were quite nice. Uh, Marrick too. And then, yeah, Noah Long did some nice things as well. So just a few th- few to think about. It's mm. maybe not all doom and gloom at West Coast. Probably is, but might not be. Um, and the last one of the show, I guess, is Marcus Windhager, 77 points. Just did jobs in the midfield, showing enough. How does he fit into that midfield makeup for you? And um, can he be a good fantasy scorer? Uh, I think he can be. Um, <clears throat> I think he was kind of really tracking along nicely, and then he he got injured in was it preseason or very early in the was season, it a hand or something. Yeah, yeah it was I think they just kind of set him back a bit because I reckon he was kind of good to go and um, was probably a real massive breakout contender and has just. And that injury just put him back a bit. So I think he's one uh, next year, especially who I think you'll you'll see the best of. Um, you know, especially because like Stu has been a bit quiet lately. Um, yeah. You know, they're throwing Sinclair a bit in. Him in and Ross are kind of similar type players as well. So Correct. it's like yeah, he could like, go. And you know, like Zach Jones is playing VFL, Billings is playing VFL. Like yeah, you know, they're, they're, Ross is sticking with a bit of youth, which is good. You know, like do you remember Nick Caulfield? Mm-hmm. He's, also, he's, he's still injured, injured. injured I think Hunter Clark's back this week So like yeah. St. Kilda have a lot of um, You know Good quality players Waiting in the wings But I think Windhager's one You can kind of lock in As best 22 For you know Here into eternity Hopefully yeah For the rest of the season at least Because a lot of people Are rolling with him at the moment uh, But anyway That is the end of that segment uh, We'll talk about membership uh, Yeah so if you want to support the podcast You listen each week And you want to keep it going From year to year Please sign up as a member And support the show uh, If you do You'll get access to CBA numbers Kicky numbers, the state league fantasy scores, which we talked about before, which are all nicely organised, and also access to the breakout tracker, which is everyone's favourite resource, which is updated quite uh, frequently, well, every week, really early in the week too, so you can get all your research in. But anyway, Kays, do you want to read out the uh, the gold members for me? We'd love week? to have. Uh, Jonathan Woods, Jeremy Paris, Xavier Sistanino, JC, um, Keeper League's very own Jaden Popovsky. Everyone's own, I reckon. Jaden Popovsky. Popo- it should be Popovsky, I think. Is it Popovsky? I think he pronounces it Popovsky. Well, everyone does. Well, but, I pronounce yeah. everything wrong, so... No, but the, 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 the W is the V, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's the right sound. I would say it. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'd say. Uh, Jaden, thanks for being a member. <laughs> uh, Andrew Simmons, Paul Rogers, Sam Button, Karina Bryan, Sam Muggleton, and Tyler Waters. Thank you to those members. So, um, yeah, if you want to support the podcast, there is a link in the description to sign up. But uh, if you don't want to sign up that way, you could do us a favour just by following us or retweeting our stuff or just liking our stuff or subscribing to us on YouTube or whatever. Um, anything that you can do to help out the podcast. Tweeting really at half about how shit Jake Lloyd is. Yeah, well, yeah, that'll do. Um, yeah, that gets me. That'll probably get some traction. So, yeah, probably get a few people sticking up for me as well. Although he's in a lot of Ooh. classic teams at the moment, so that means there's definitely going to cop some backlash. Yeah, that was the weirdest kind of trend well just because he was going so well he scored 121 week <laughs> yeah well no he was averaging 92 and it was a it was a good buy um got buy play as well because he had the early buy that was really <sighs> what triggered it but anyway 
Um, Jimmy and Tonic. Uh, with the trade deadline, sorry, into the listener questions here. Um, with the trade deadline coming up, who are some buy low targets uh, looking into next year? Do you have any Ks you're buying low on? I do. Jake Lloyd. I reckon that's a good <coughs> run after the last month. Oh, no, I wouldn't touch him. He's in the Travis Boak pool of never, <laughs> oh, never, never, never. Um, I think Dev Robertson is worth a pick. I would be shocked if he's at Brisbane next year. There's some talk about him going to West Coast. Proven fantasy scorer, and if he just gets some opportunity, I think he can score well. I think he's one to target. Uh, Brent Daniels, um, I still think there's some value there, uh, especially with his injury. I reckon you could potentially grab him off someone who's uh, fighting for a flag. Connor Buderick, we haven't seen much of him. He's uh, coming out from an ACL, but he was really hitting his straps late last year for the Suns. I reckon he'd cost you nothing. Noah Answorth and... Uh, and Jack Billings are, are both carving up in the twos and I think potentially could find themselves at another clubs next year. So, they're always good people to target. And Jack Bowes, um, obviously his scores have been, yeah, um, you know, battered because he's been the sub a bit at Geelong. But if he can just, um, yeah, have a bit of luck with injuries, he'll be um, best 22 definitely next year. And I reckon you can get him cheap this year if you uh, can barter the right trade. For me, I think, the upper echelon guys, if you look targeting those, I reckon Jai Simpkins' value is pretty low at the moment. And same with um, Callum Mills, if you can pry him away. I don't think too many people would want to trade them. But if you offer up, you know, say if they're on a, a younger team and you could offer up something good or a first-round draft pick or something, you might get them. Um, other players that might get traded, uh, I think James Jordan, Dylan Stevens, and Tom Powell mm-hmm. all have potential. Dylan Stevens has been putting up good numbers in the twos yep. as well. But Consistent yeah, like they're, they're playing Brayton Campbell now ahead of him on the wing. So um, he's one I don't mind. Harry Perriman, if he can get back into a midfield, I'm not sure if that actually happens. But he's way down on last year, so his stocks are low. And I think Kitty Coleman has got a lot, a big future ahead of him. So he's another one as well. Mm-hmm. I think you can probably buy a low one. Um, Robert McCullen, McMullen sorry, is asking, why hasn't Trent Biarco won a Brownlow yet? Um, but seriously, though, is he likely to be delisted before next season? He's your boy, Hef. You were a big Bianco man. I was. I've got him on my list at the moment. But more so that I just... I mostly just thought he'd be getting a game. More so than being a superstar right now. Do you just like saying the word Bianco? I do. Is that a building company or is that another one? Uh, yep. Yeah, it is. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know if he's going to get delisted. It's just weird because he's like that half forward wing type player. And, like, you would have thought with, like, side bottom going down, maybe he gets his chance, but then they've mm-hmm. kind of just played crisp there as well. Or Harvey Harrison. Yeah, that's another you know, one like, too, yeah. Uh, Collingwood have been pretty, like, uh, steady with the guys that they've been picking. Like, we yeah. haven't seen um, Bianco, haven't seen Finn McRae. Yeah. You know, there's been a few guys who you kind of thought, oh, geez, they should be around the mark. Um, who was the um, West Adelaide uh, super Josh high Carmichael. Josh Carmichael yeah, that we thought might be playing well. like he, is, yeah. he hasn't got a look in either so yeah. um, there's a few guys on the periphery who haven't been getting a sniff at all yeah um, do you think he gets delisted yeah, it wouldn't surprise me yeah Collingwood a bit ruthless like that I did with Poulter as well he was a similar type of player mm-hmm. but um, yeah I don't know I think he's got something but I don't think it's going to be at Collingwood so whether another club finds him uh, useful and it remains to be seen. Uh, Nathan John asks, do you think Daniel Rich and Dylan Shield are worth keeping and are likely to come fantasy finals time? I think it bodes well for Rich that, I said this kind of earlier, that they're not playing him in the VFL. It seems like he's actually doing that mini preseason to get back to the game, to back into the side. So mm-hmm. they said it's going to be a four-week block and he'll come back in. So what's this week three or four now? So I'll have to wait and see in two weeks' time. But I think it bodes well for him that the fact that he's not playing twos mm-hmm. is probably a good sign. Shield, though, I don't know. Uh, he was out because he was injured. Um, 
think it's a, I, yeah, it's sub this week. I, guess. I, I yeah. suppose it's hard. Like, depends on what you what gap you're trying to plug. You know, like is a Dylan Sheilet an eighty going to help his side? Maybe as he kind of last midfielder, as an M seven, yeah. Um, but like long term, I don't. I don't think Danny Rich is playing again next year. I, th- I suppose Dylan Shield will be. That would be something to bring into calculations. But um, look, I think those guys who are proven scorers, it's better if you're actually going for a flag. It's better to have them on your list than not. They're good depth, if anything. Yeah, correct. And yeah. you never know what happens kind of finals time. And if you, yeah. you know, who grabs the Friday night game that you can loop if you're doing that. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that still come into play. And I think if you're genuinely like shooting for a flag, um, you know, having a few proven scorers that you can go to never hurts. They'll get you 80 most weeks and you will have a lot worse scorers than 80 on any given week as well. Correct. So, yeah. Um, at Bego's boys, thoughts on exploring Cherry on the cheap this week? Dominated the twos and Goldie got <laughs> sub. Now, you did the the twos article this Massive. week. Massive. What was his numbers? Um, great question. Off the top of your head. Doesn't have to be uh, accurate, had like, a roundabout. He had like 30, 29 touches yeah. wow. and 40 hit, or 30 hit outs or 40 hit outs. Might have even kicked a goal. Yeah. Um, it was it was like a 150, where is it? Yeah. I uh, think- 149. Like it's um I wouldn't be paying like you like you said you want to get him on the on the cheap and that's fine. Um, Ruckman have become so less valuable this season with the move to AFL fantasy and no utilities position. Mm. That's my issue. Like, is it changing next year? Don't I don't know yet. Don't know yet. I'll hopefully have another meeting with them this year and give them some thoughts. But yeah. Um, look, but I think that if you've got a good Ruckman, like a gen, you know, like. You've struggled with rucks this year, you yeah. Know, like uh, you know, Max Gorn isn't having the same output. You know, a few guys are down, but you know, like yeah. if you've got a, if you, I think that the gaps are widening a lot more. Like if you've got an English or a Marshall this year, yeah. Like you are 20, oh, 30 so points ahead of someone else, and yeah, I actually really do think Cherry can be that guy who you know is that next, yeah. next kind of maybe not quite them, but like that third or fourth around that you know Sean Darcy, Jared Witts kind of where you're going. All right, this is a, a good good person to have in there. I think that I think the issue is that people that own him also think the same thing. Correct. Like they yeah. do. And they're just yeah. holding on to Goldie until he yeah. talks at the end of this year and yeah. yeah. So like or yeah, so like if you're in a league with some players that don't think that far ahead or just not, might necessarily be following or just kind of own him out of coincidence, like it might work, but I feel like I feel like if I tried to make a trade for Cherry um, this season to the guy who owns him in our league, it wouldn't improve my side at all. Like I've got McInerney playing Number one ruck. I'm kind of focusing on trying to win the flag this year. Probably not going to happen, but like I don't think it. What I'm going to have to give up to get him, with how highly he rates him, and mm-hmm. basically what you just said. I think most people that own him think that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to improve my side by trying to get him anyway. Maybe if I could play another ruckman on field, hell yeah. I think he'd. But he's one that's going to come home with a wet sail this year. Hope so. Um, at Michael with a bunch of numbers afterwards. Um, thoughts on McRae for Ashcroft straight swap in Supercoach Keeper League a contender to a non-contender. Now, we don't really play Supercoach. I don't really know what the numbers are like, but I'm assuming that Ashcroft probably is the better I looked at the numbers today. Yeah. Uh, McRae averages about 108, and I think Ashcroft's best score on, for the season was on the weekend. He got a 120. He's kind of averaging 80. But I think he would he suit the Supercoach game long-term? I don't really know. He, he probably would, but I think McRae's like, floor at the moment is just good. So if you are actually contending... You know, McRae is, what, 28 with mid-forward status. He's still going to get another three or four years out of him. I, I don't think it's a bad trade. So, you own McRae. Let's just say it's – let's just pretend it's AFL Fantasy. Yeah. Are you contending this year? Uh, I'm in the finals. Yeah. So, would if you were offered that trade, McRae for Ashcroft tomorrow, would you take it? 
or Ashcroft. I, I actually McRae. think like my squad's building that I can have a good crack next year again. So like, to be honest, it would come down to whether McRae holds forward status next year or not. Yeah, and like, is Ashcroft going to get it? I'm not sure. But like, nah. if 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 you if you could tell me that McRae is definitely going to hold forward status next year, I reckon I'd probably hold on to McRae. What are your What's your gut feel though? So you you'd hold on to McRae. Um, I think so. I think I, I think because like Brisbane is still strong in the midfield, like you yeah. know Neil's Neil and you know Dunkley, like they're still going to be their two prime movers for the next couple of years. Like, yeah, I'm not saying Ashcroft won't come on and and McCoy dominate, but handy but well. they're also not like Brisbane aren't a massive massive scoring team yeah. either. You know, like yeah, he's going. Yeah, I guess it's a bit different. He's going for a contender, not a contender. I do agree with you. By I think the way. if you're contending, I, yeah, you know, and I think McCray I think just, yeah. He hasn't. He's not putting up the ceiling as he once did, but he just yeah. never really puts in a bad game. If you're not contending and you're getting Ashcroft, you're doing okay. So just do that. Um, but yeah, otherwise keep McRae. Um, at Russ uh, with a lot of numbers. Um, has Short done enough to get DPP? Well, he hasn't attended a centre bounce since the last uh, position changes. Did he get injured on the weekend though? He did, didn't he? Um, briefly, he yeah. came back on. Oh, I did he come back on. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, oh no, he, no, he got subbed out. Sorry, yeah, he did his calf or yeah, anything yeah. or whatever. So if he only plays four games, does that qualify to get your DPP? Uh, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't actually know for the, the yeah. Boffins. Ask that one. Um, Arnhem Mikey is asking: Would you look at Hearn if you're in contention, averaging 93 this year without his two injury games? I would have said yes before there was um, comments from Simpson last week saying. We don't expect Hearn to play every game for the rest of the year. Now, that could mean a lot of things. Like, Hearn always gets injured. So, that's maybe just what he means. And you're taking mm-hmm. the punt there. But does that mean he is intending on resting him, like, to get him through to the end, to play his farewell game? Or do they intend to finish him up early, like, and farewell him in front of a big home crowd in after the derby or something like that? I swear I've looked at this once already yeah. when I've been on the show. He does finish. He finishes against the Crows in, <coughs> in Perth. Yes. But what if they what if they just go a couple of weeks early and say against the Derby because he's been such a Western Australian stalwart, you know? What if they do that? Well, he's probably going to win you a prelim or semi final then. But like those comments, Where they play the yeah. Dockers in round twenty two. Yeah. yeah, those comments make me feel real nervous just because, like, yeah, what does it mean? Does it mean you're expecting him to get injured, like, which is possible? Are you expecting? Are you going to rest him here and there to get him right to the end, or are they going to? Is he going to retire early? My gut feel is he'll play the Derby, Derby, yeah. have the week off. In round twenty three against the dogs when yeah. they go to Melbourne. Yeah. And, and because he's South Australian. Play against the Crows. Yep. Yeah. That's not a bad theory. Yeah, but again, you're missing it for the prelim if that's the case. So Yeah. I don't know. Just get that. Look, as we was talking about before, like some of these guys who, you know, the, Shannon Hearn's gonna have a grand final, like a, a final game this year. Yeah. And it's gonna go bananas. Yeah, you're gonna give it some stage. You just might yeah. I uh, like it's worth a pun. This is the type of shit that will win your flag if you do it, so you might as well take the risk. Um anyways, let's wrap it up there. Uh good length back to the full rounds uh these days. A lot more to talk about. Good to see. But um yeah, anyways, get around us on our socials at Keep League Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. Also get around our sponsors, Game Day Squad, and if you wish to support the podcast further please consider joining up as a member there is a link in the description below all right guys thanks for coming on once again absolute pleasure i think we'll probably get you on one or two more times before the end of the year depending on your schedule if you want another high rating show you probably should yes sure all right that sounds good done all right cool well thanks for listening people and we'll talk to you soon bye Bad, bad luck this week too oh yeah bad luck to you too thank you watch out for lloyd's 120 coming this week not coming